Away, you moldy rogue. Away. Welcome back to the Moldy Rogues podcast. And today we have a bumper edition of the show with another shouty cinema. And is it a magazine that includes our brand new theme tune that we wrote ourselves and concludes with Seagal or Not Seagal, where we guess if a film stars the self-styled Hollywood hard man. Enjoy the show. This is the third issue of Shouty Cinema, the first time James got three points out of ten. Shouty Cinema Part 2, he got ten points out of ten. For those of you who are newcomers, this is very, very different from Tom Hardy. Yeah. Name Hardy. Um, <laughs> that's Tom Hardy shouting. This is, you know, potentially anybody shouting in a yeah. film. Anybody um, but Tom Hardy. Before we start, of course. Jiminy, Jim, Jiminy, Jim, 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 Good luck, we're above when I shake with you. Now, that was just a theme tune. For Shouty Cinema, James will receive five famous cinematic shouts, and he gets a point for the shouty and a point for the film it was shouted in. So for the five, he will get a full ten points, as he did last time. Isn't it shouter rather than shouty? Would shouty be someone being shouted at? Good point. Correct. Because if you're asking me to get the shouty as well, that is a very (laughs) tough quiz. Ooh. (laughs) What is the film and who was this person shouting at? Actually, that's not a terrible idea. No, it is a terrible idea because it's literally no. <laughs> impossible. Unless it's that, you know, Tom Hanks, Desert Island, who's he shouting at? A yes. volleyball. That sort of thing. <laughs> if you could play the first clip, please. Here we go. Hey, Stella! Hey, Stella! <laughs> okay off off with a curveball definitely yep um, is that <laughs> hey Stella hey Stella okay first question is is that English yes so who is he shouting at <laughs> um, ooh I think I've stumped you haven't I well, okay, you have stumped me with that one. Um, I will give you a sprinkling of clues. It is one of the most famous actors of all time. It sounds a bit like Nicolas Cage, but I've <laughs> rewatched The Wicker Man since we last spoke, and it's definitely not from The Wicker Man. The bees, not the bees. <laughs> Why do you do it in kind of a jaunty jazz voice? The bees, <laughs> not the bees. <laughs> well, you do it. No, not the bees, not the bees. No! I didn't do anything to your honey. No! Like that. No, not the bees. <laughs> no, the bees, the bees. Oh, no. <laughs> so, okay, so you were saying it's one of the most famous actors of all time. I'm yep. going to say it's just from the music, the background music. It uh, sounds like a film from the olden times. <laughs> The it Roaring Twenties. I will say, I 
believe it is black and white. If not, it's one of the first color. I will give you that. Ah, okay. So I do know, and this is a film that I still haven't seen, but I do know that you like Citizen Kane. So you would think Orson Welles in Citizen Kane? I mean, because if it's anyone else from Citizen Kane, I wouldn't know what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? Let's go Citizen okay. Kane. <laughs> I will tell you who is shouting the word Stella mm-hmm. to a girl called Stella. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with our as yet unused third portion of Shouty Cinema, that was actually fairly easy, as was uh, Tom Hanks and Castaway. So this is a... Tom Hanks' big... volleyball is called Wilson, not Stella. I know, but he shouted, he goes, Wilson! Wilson! <laughs> it's not that difficult. So this is from a film called Streetcar Named Desire. Uh, so who would the actor be? The, the George, I don't know. Marlon Brando. In his, Marlon Brando. This is what got him on the, uh, got his name out there, what got him famous. Screaming like a mental man. Was that Marlon Brando after he had a wisdom tooth taken out? <laughs> He's uh, very drunk in that scene. Ah. Okay, so zero for two. Give us uh, number two. It's a little bit easier. Run! Go! Get to the chopper! That is <laughs> Mr. Schwarzenegger. Yes. And the film is... Predator. Correct. Who is he shouting at? Uh, just his assembled party of disposable characters. Doesn't matter if they live or die. Predator's going to get them. <laughs> I believe, actually, at this point, there was only the girl left. Well done. As I say, that was a little bit easier. But that's how it works. Palette cleanser. A palette cleanser, because the next one is going to be tough. But the next yeah. one, I looked at two different polls, greatest shouts of all time. And it won both of them. Not to suggest it's easy, but to suggest that certain people love it. I mean, you're uh, you're a man of literature and a man of the arts. Yes. Um, I feel I'm, you know, you're equal in some respects, but I think you're perhaps punching a little bit high with my knowledge when you uh, that James will have seen a, a streetcar named Desire starring Marlon Brando <laughs> quite recently. He'll be able to identify this shout. No, to be uh, honest, that, that is the toughest one of the five. I didn't expect Well, you're saying that this one is more obscure, but let's see. What? Well, all right, fine. A couple of questions there. <laughs> Uh, it sounds like something out of Indiana Jones, the music I'm getting, Ooh. like some sort of adventure film. Correct. I don't know. It does sound a bit like Indiana Jones, but can, can I just ask you a question? First of all, is he saying the C word? No, he's not. I tell because you what, if I, I play it to you again, and you that's all you're going to hear. <laughs> Let me play this again, and you tell me he's not saying the C word, right? Anyway, well, I'm going to go... Yeah, well, no, go I'll on. tell you what. I will give you what he is shouting, mm-hmm. and I will give you the additional clue that that is in the name of the film. Okay, that, that's, that's good. Yeah, that is right? a good clue. Yeah. Again, very famous actor, 
famous film. You've definitely heard of the film. So he's shouting Khan. I think K-H-A-N. Maybe K-A-H-N. The name of a character. Uh, is it Sir Laurence Olivier in The Golden Horde about Genghis Khan? No, you've got to think more science fiction. Ah, uh, uh, I mean, it'll be some Star Trek bollocks then, I guess. It's not, in, it's not in Star Wars. There's nobody called Khan in Star Wars. Yeah, I really don't know. Okay. I don't, I'm not a big watcher of science fiction films, although you're confident I've seen this film. I'm not confident you've seen it, but you've definitely heard of it. It's a very famous film. Uh, I know this isn't really your thing, but as I say, two different polls said this is the most famous shout in cinema history. I mean, what? I disagreed. Yep, I disagreed. But I had to include it at some point. It just felt unfair not to. Okay, so no, you, you pretty <laughs> much worked it out because you said it's a Star Trek film, which it mm. is. Ah, it's Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan. So having yeah, worked yeah, yeah. that out, you actually could probably have guessed who the actor is. Um, William Shatner? Yeah, I'm not giving you a point for that, but uh, you you could have punted. Yes, it is Shatner at the end of Wrath of Khan where he gets trapped in a dying sun or something like that because of Khan. And in his fury, he shouts <laughs> C-word. And that is the most famous... That is the most famous... <laughs> <laughs> the most famous shout in cinema history is William Shatner yep. being trapped on a planet shouting the C word. For Americans of a certain age, the Star Trek, I don't, I mean, some of them I'm not sure I've seen at all, uh, but they, they regard these as like really important films. Yeah, take nothing away from him. He's yeah. doing well. It's a good shout. He gets trapped on a dying planet by yep. Khan. Yeah, he gets double-crossed by Khan and he's so annoyed he shouts at him across space and time. Mm, that'll show him. Teach him a lesson. Good. So you have two, four, six. Let's go for number four. Loud noises! And one more time. Loud noises! Steve Carell, Anchorman. Next. Oh! <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. I would not have, I probably would have got Carell. Maybe I would have got, explain your uh, thinking. You're just a fan of the film? I do like the film. I've not seen it for a while, but that scene, uh, I think for some reason, has stayed with me as being particularly iconic. That is the scene where the director of the channel announces that they're having a female newscaster sit <laughs> alongside Ron Burgundy. Yes. And they're all arguing. And shouting things at him, and then yeah, Steve Carell's character, who plays the weatherman, doesn't really know what's going on, so he just shouts loud noises. All right, this is number five. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! See, that is what I would call iconic. Ah, I thought you were going to give See. me a, a scratch of the head. I don't See. know nothing before 1980, does I? <laughs> You see, now that is an iconic sci-fi film that you know everyone can get behind. So that is yep. Charlton Heston, Planet of the Apes. And you must be um, proud that I didn't go for the all too obvious finale of the film. No, I think I think that's the most iconic, that's one of the most iconic shouts in cinema history. 
So well, so I got six. Yeah. yeah, which is your second best. Nonetheless, your second best score. You tell me about publications you have read. I don't know if there's truth in the things you have said. Is it a magazine? I give yeah. you the names of three magazines. Mm-hmm. Some of them is, some of them is not magazines. Mm-hmm. I will start with Civil War Model Military Miniatures magazine. Punchy title. It certainly is, yes. Um, Civil War Military Miniatures magazine. Yes. Okay. Just Parts magazine. Mm-hmm. Which is just about parts. What parts? Uh, parts for mechanical things. Okay. Car parts, tractor parts, just parts, really. And teddy bear times. Just about teddy bears. What's happening in the news with teddy bears? I feel like teddy bear times is probably a magazine. That's the... I mean... You might be lulling me into a false sense of security, but I feel like that is the one that has... I mean, there's definitely going to be that kind of ballpark for magazines, for sure. Well, there's a lot Uh, of news, current affairs about Teddy Bear. You need a specialist magazine, yeah. I would say you could probably get more mileage out of that than you can out of, well, as we've seen a lot of other things, foot fetishists being one. The first one... Civil War. Which Civil War? American Civil War? Peasants' Revolt of 1485? Yeah. No, it's the American Civil War. Okay. You Um, wouldn't have military miniatures of the English Civil War. Don't be ridiculous. I think you'll find (laughs) (laughs) the idea of having military models from the Middle Ages, from the Plantagenet (laughs) era. It's just preposterous. There's Definitely a market for that kind of stuff, I would say. I think that's a real magazine. And I think just parts, because you didn't seem too sure about it either. You were just like, yeah, just parts. I read it every month. Just parts. Just parts. Just mechanical parts. But I don't think it would just be, yeah, just just any parts. Just a magazine about any parts. (laughs) Any parts you like, stick them in. Cars, (laughs) tractors, bikes. Yeah, but I'm looking for specifically car parts. Can I get this magazine? Well, I don't know. We just you know change every month. You never know with just parts. That's the chance you take. It might just be car parts. Yeah, don't lose the goalposts. The, well, no, the, the point is it is a magazine. It has no interest in cars. If you start talking yeah. to the editor about cars, he'll kick you out of his office. But if you go, oh, no, no, I'm interested in car parts... <laughs> If I'm talking to you about cars, he'll probably spit at you. But, you know, 
<laughs> yeah, if it's oh, just parts, just parts you're interested in, then he yeah. is all about it. I'm going to go for just parts. Is not a magazine. So you think Civil War military miniatures is just parts is not, and Teddy Bear Times is. Yes. Ah. Could you reveal oh. for our listener? I mean, I think it was always going to be. Obviously, Teddy Bear Times is a real magazine, and the magazine that does not exist is miniature Civil War modeling <laughs> yearly or whatever it was, which means that Just Parts is a magazine. Mm. I think, though, you know, Teddy Bear Times, never in doubt. Um, I think Just Parts, though, now, I'm going to have a look here, and if... Oh, here we go. No, because you said, like, just any parts, just any parts. If it's car parts, if you'd said to me, it's a magazine about car parts, <laughs> I would have gone, oh, okay. That sounds plausible. The way you said it to me was just, just amazing about parts. What kind of parts? Just any parts. Tractor, plane, car. So if there's anything other than car parts in here, you've won. If it is just about car parts, I feel that, you know, a retrial is in order. There is you've a won. truck on page six. Uh, I still think car, truck. <laughs> Are you going to move the goalposts? That's what I said. I said it's uh, vehicular parts. I mean, I think that's a flimsy victory, and I think, you know, you're probably feeling a bit hollow no. inside. No. But, um, yeah, but if it's like if it's like a pickup truck, that doesn't count. If it's a massive truck. Oh, oh, it's size of truck you're interested in. Yeah, no. Nah, because no. pickup truck, that's hey. not a truck. That's, li- that's not a truck. A truck. <laughs> It's a truck. It's going to be like a long-distance truck. It's not a truck. It's a car that doesn't have a boot. It's not a truck. Page 68, there's a Ford yeah. Cleveland flywheel, which I think you'll find is attached to an HGV. Page yeah. 70 as well, you've got a Ford 150 LWB tub and canopy, which I think you'll oh, find is a van. This is fucking dull. Yeah, fine. Do you know what? For the... Yeah. You know, Brings this magazine to a close quicker. I'll just let you have it. <laughs> Could you have a look at Teddy Bear Times? Just see if it's actually pornographic. It's not pornographic. I've already had a little flick through. There's like an agony aunt thing. Dear Julie. Yeah, there are some interesting teddy bears in here. Um, do you know what disturbs me, though? Is the teeth look human. <laughs> yeah, good. So this is a magazine for serial killers. So I got, I didn't, yeah, so I failed. Yep. Crying shame. Well, not for me. It is a, it's one for our team. A rare victory. This is the feature whereby James listens to a description of genuine film that may or may not star the long-haired kung fu kicker Steven Seagal. And he can ask for some clues, but he will have to guess whether it is a Seagal or not. 
a cigar. Now, in full honesty, you have not gone anywhere near his internet movie database page. I have not. I genuinely have not. Where would be the fun in that if you printed it off exactly. and stuck it to the side of your computer? I go to sleep revising it, turning it over <laughs> in my mind. This genuine film is called The Foreigner from 2003. Seagal's character is called Jonathan Cold, and he is a freelance agent. Say what kind of say. agent? A state agent, I'm assuming but it just says freelance. <laughs> Jonathan Cold, freelance estate agent. Go. Plot synopsis. Jonathan Cold is a freelance agent, as previously stated, who is hired by Alexander Marquez to carry a package across Europe to Jerome Van Aken. Well, straight away, genuinely, too many foreign-sounding names for Seagull. <laughs> too many difficult pronunciations, and also Europe... Mm. Yeah. If this ends up in Eastern Europe... When the simple collection turns into a gunfire that ends with the building in flames... A gunfire. As always, these synopsi are written by people, you know, who have, like, a passing knowledge <laughs> of English. Yeah, have only a, a flirting grasp of reality. <laughs> a nodding acquaintance to the language. Turns into a gunfire that ends with the building in flames... Cold suspects something is up, but after I... Suspects something is up after the building was set on fire by a gunfight. So he's only then, he's got suspicions after that. Okay, good. Well, he's sharp, is Jonathan Mm -hmm. Cold. And and Cold. Cold suspects, so he's not even sure. But he suspects something is up. I think so. He's going on here as the building burns around it. Uh, Colt suspects something is up, but after a diversion to his father's funeral, we, I imagine, which is luckily in Europe on his way to Jerome mm. Aiken, Colt continues to try and deliver the package. However, as the hours pass, Colt finds that more and more people seem to want him either A, the package, what? B, B, Cold Stone, Cold Dead, or C, both of the above. What? <laughs> oh, I really hope that's on the, uh, the cover of the DVD and the movie poster. People want him A, give the package, or B, Jonathan Cold Stone, Cold Dead. <laughs> Unsure of who these people are or why they want the package, brackets, or even what the package is, because despite everyone in the world betraying him, he is too professional to look inside. Cold tries to sort out right from wrong and make it out alive. Tagline, if they think they can stop him, they're dead wrong. He just sounds like a really diligent postman. There's no sort of secret agent background, there's no military background in the synopsis, nothing like that. No. I will give you the plot keywords for the film on the Internet Movie mm. Database are Child Gag, CIA Central Intelligence Agency, Package, Van, mm-hmm. and Assassin. Um, I think all of those are definitely in Seagull's wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. But something is not adding up for me on this one for some reason. The plot is a little bit too lowbrow because Seagull's obviously a master of cinema verite. It's a bit too bog standard. It's a bloke 
trying to deliver a package, something goes wrong, then people are trying to get to him. You know, you said nothing about submarines. There's no portals mm -hmm. to other worlds. Mm -hmm. um, the vice president hasn't been saved. You can pay for a quote for some mm -hmm. trivia. You can pay for the filming location and you can pay for review. Okay. I will pay for a review. Yeah, this is anticool.com. This movie is an abomination. One out of five. That could be for any of his films. Yeah. I can give you trivia. I can give you a quote. Do I need to buy those again, though? Because I bought the review. Yes. Or are you going to refund me for the review? I will also charge you for But trivia. you're not going to refund me for the film as an abomination. <laughs> I bought that now, have I? All right, all right. You don't have to pay for that. It was a <laughs> it was a shorter quote than I had. If you've refunded me, then I'll buy some yeah. trivia. Okay. Trivia. Steven Seagal's voice is occasionally dubbed over. Fans believe it is someone else doing Steven's voice, but it is actually Seagal himself passively, aggressively changing his voice because he was angry at having to do it. <laughs> well, you see that, I yep. could see him doing um, do you know, I don't think this is a Seagull film. I may really regret this. Okay, I'm putting you down as a not Seagull. Yeah. Okay, I can reveal that 2003's The Foreigner is a Steven Seagull oh, film. No. You're 100% record. Oh, That's no. Gone. And the reason I couldn't read the review in full is I didn't realize it's way too much of a giveaway. The full yeah. review says this movie is an abomination. It is right down there with Ticker as the worst cigar flick ever. I thought Fire Down Below was horrid when that came out. That movie <laughs> was genius compared to this one. At least in Fire Down Below, he was fighting. Seagal doesn't fight anymore. He does not and cannot do martial arts. This is the overriding problem with Seagal movies. The camera does most of the fighting for him. It will either go in slow motion or super fast speed, so we can't see what the heck he is doing. Notice how Seagal is always wearing a jacket or a long coat. This is ah, so we yeah. don't see how his current body shape. I think they'll be putting him in cold settings from now on. Get ready for Seagal in hard-to-freeze Antarctic Ranger. <laughs> oh, that's gutting. Yeah. That is gutting. The clean sheet's over. After nine straight wins, the foreigner does for you. It's a crying shame. Yeah, that's happened eventually, didn't it? Can't win them all. And there it is. Some might argue too much of a good thing. Next time we conclude the Henchman Royale contest and take a look at the hilarious new issue of Recoil Off Grid. Until next time. Take it easy, guys. Mm -hmm.